Hi, you're listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and today I'm excited to bring you my quantum healing hypnosis technique session. So if you missed part one, that was with Kate River, where we sat down and she told us all about QHHT and Dolores Cannon and this special hypnosis technique. And now this is part two, where you get to listen to my actual recorded session that we did on September 28th, 2022. It's really fun to go back and listen to it, and I'm excited to share it with you all. There is some really beautiful messages from the universe and Mother Earth. Yeah, take a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Like, to the right, I'm out in the, in the like, on the reef, like, in the water, and they're just like facing off in a different direction. Mm. How does it feel in the water? Perfect. The fish are just swimming around me. The water's a perfect temperature. It's just like a bath with oh, fish. How nice. Describe the fish for me. They're big fish. A lot of them are yellow and blue. Fish, um, they're very tropical and very big, and they're just swimming happily around. And then a little um, crab just swam by. I don't even know if they swim, but this one did. And then there's a yellow lobster swimming by. And there's an eel coming around. So it's just teeming with life in this water. Oh, so much life. It's just, it's everywhere. It's so happy and swimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. What else do you notice around you? The water, when, you know, when the sun hits the water perfectly and it, like, shimmers and has that, like, almost like white little like waves inside of it oh yeah when it's shallow it's like that all around me like that glassy shimmery water that's like the perfect water oh it sounds so beautiful how nice and then behind me is the island that's like super like postcard with like the perfect palm tree that's like kind of like bent slightly and like the nice perfect sand and everything's just like really perfect mm -hmm. a perfect peaceful beautiful place mm -hmm. nice enjoy it mm -hmm. and you can come to this beautiful place anytime you need it to recharge and to relax this is your own personal beautiful place. It's all yours. From where you are, are you still in the water? Mm-hmm, but a door just appeared. Oh. Describe this door for me. It's a brown wooden door, like dark brown wooden door. And did it appear uh, in the water? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you feel when you see this door? Mm. 
I have no feelings towards the door. Yeah. Do you feel safe to open it and see where it might lead you? I mean, I already peeked it open, yeah. and all the water went rushing through the door. Okay. So it was like a kind of like chaotic, so I shut it again. Oh, okay. So if you were to open that door and peek inside... All the water from the ocean goes out of it. Goes out it of it. It drains all the, all the ocean water. It's pretty intense. Oh, the, so there's so now you're you're there's no water anymore. Yeah, so I mean it's standing? still flowing, but yeah, it's really taking all the water away. How does this make you feel? Um It's a little chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you were to like, you know how water falls down the waterfall and it's really like aggressive? Mm -hmm. That's how aggressively it pulls the water out of this and puts it through the door. Do you find that you might be pulled through this door? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like the whole scene is being pulled through the door. Oh, okay. Like it's all just being like, shrinked up and pulled through the door. Do you feel like, what do you think that you want to do? Well, I'm just really feeling that I'm supposed to go through this door. So it's just a matter of surrendering and mm -hmm. seeing where I will lead you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Following the flow? Mm-hmm. You think you can do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. You can tell me everything that's happening as it happens. So I went through the door and now it's like I'm in the middle of the ocean. There's no more land. Okay. And that's just it. There's really, I'm just sitting in the ocean. Are you a head out of the water? Yeah. Okay. And you think that, uh, is there any clouds in the sky from where you are? No, it's kind of dark. It's okay. like the water's like a purplish dark blue. Mm -hmm. um, some waves have just started kind of rolling in here. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing around but just me now in this ocean. With, I'm not, I'm just, like, there, I'm not even on anything. Somehow I'm just floating there. But I'm not, like, flapping around or anything. It's like I'm somehow floating, but I'm not on anything. I'm just, like, really there. How does it feel just to kind of float? Not as nice as it felt when I was at the tropical place. Mm -hmm. um, it feels heavy, like it's just a lot. Yeah. You know, water's like really heavy when it's a dense body of water. Yeah. It feels like that. Yeah. Like I can feel the weight of and the density of how heavy 
water is all together in the ocean. Mm. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you get a sense of what brings you to this part in the middle of the ocean? Um... I don't know if I really have words to like describe like like there's a message in it but I don't really know what what the point of it is it's like just that this is really dense and big and deep and it's just heavy Mm. what does it look like the water below you everything I can't even see through it it's like you know like that shipwreck water like when in the movies when they're like really out there and like the storm's gonna come and they're just in the really middle of nothing and it's really deep and then it gets really dark and then those big waves come in and just like take down the ship yeah there's nowhere to go and the waves are really big and heavy because they can just destroy anything yeah that water but that those waves aren't happening that's just that's just where i am is in the big deep heavy middle of nowhere far far away from everything water hmm now how do you feel floating in this I just really feel how dense I just can't get over the density I know it's like weird but it's just it's I just can't get past how dense it is like I don't even feel like oh like to me water is really about play and like if I'm like jump in the water and splash around mm -hmm. it feels so dense that you can't even like swim Mm. When you move your, your body, how does it feel in this water? Like it's hard to even move. Mm. It's like, it's like jello, because it's clear like water jello is, but not as like, you know, it'd be like a thinner jello, okay. where it's like not fully jellified, but it's not the like, when you're first making it and it's warm. Mm -hmm. It's like in the in-between stages where it's like there's movement, but it's a little thicker. Mm -hmm. I guess that's how I'm just floating there because it's just kind of like, I'm like not stuck in it, but I'm like in it. So kind of like jello, it's like just beginning to form mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Hmm. And it like moves in these like really rolly like big like not like the waves aren't even waves it's like this like it'd be like a the waves go like hundreds of feet deep and move together Wow! so it's not like a surface wave that would come up and pick up a shift it's like the oceans breathing mm. Wow so it feels alive mm-hmm 
Yeah, it doesn't feel like a separate, it feels like an organism. Like it's not a separate, like thin water. It feels that every single molecule is part of the whole. And it's a almost like it's an animal. Hmm. Interesting. And how do you feel in relation to this organism? I feel that I'm I'm not really meant to be there. Like I'm a foreign object in its life. And what gives you that sense? Because it's really just moving together and I'm kind of like this like thing that's sticking out do you feel like it's aware of you yeah yeah do you feel like you can communicate with this um now I can because an eye just appeared okay and it's the eye of a whale uh-huh. and it's looking at me. What is this eye? It's an eye of a whale. It's a, it's a humpback whale eye. Describe what a humpback whale eye looks like. Um, it's extremely large and it has like the It like has like it's kind of like it's open but kind of squinty but looks at you like it knows everything but it kind of looks angry but it also looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's just like really intense. Oh, do you see any color? Um, it's like a little bit of a lighter gray around the eye, and the eyes just black. And. Um, it's speaking to me telepathically what is it? through its eye. Okay. And it's like just like I mean first he kind of said like I just like I really see you and like I know you're here. Okay. And like I know that you're in this like ocean thing and then he's like it's my ocean. Like you're in me, basically, but not like I didn't, he didn't eat me or anything, but it's like, it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Like almost like I'm in a whale, but I'm not in a whale. I'm in an ocean, but it's a whale, but it's an ocean. Mm -hmm. And he's aware of me and there's, there's no problems. Like, he's not mad that I'm there, and I'm not scared that I'm there. And this is a big presence. Mm-hmm. Huge. And how do you... Dense. How, how do you feel being uh, with this presence? Um... I just can't get past like the enormity of it, like the, I 
just it's like it's a really I don't know it's just a really big presence and I don't I'm more in awe of its like size and yeah. like its weight if you were to sort of give it a um, description of size how, how I know it's probably hard to describe. it really is the size of the ocean Wow Massive. Bat, like beyond massive. And he's telling you, he's speaking with you telepathically. Mm hmm. And just saying, I, I, I really, like, I see you. I know you're here. And, like, kind of like welcoming to, for me to understand what I'm meant to understand about being here. Okay. Do you get any idea of why? What you need to understand for being here? No, not really getting it yet. Okay. Just that, like, I, I mean, I think, like, what it's conveying to me is like like really how much like the earth is alive as an organism like it is it the organism like the parts of the earth aren't separate so like this body of water is not separate from anything. It's really is part of a whole. But when we're on Earth, we wander around as if it's separate and treat different parts of the Earth as it's separate when it's a big whole being but we can't see that from our perspective because we're tiny and small wow how do you tap into this as a human you think by pulling yourself out of your by pulling yourself out and putting yourself in the hole by pulling yourself out of your singularity and, and, and pulling your consciousness into the whole. So the way you have to do that is to pull your consciousness up out of the earth, like above the earth, and then surround your consciousness around the earth to have the understanding and the perspective of how the earth is in its own organism. It's incredible. Yeah. He really wanted me to really understand this. Can he tell you why? Why you might need to understand this? Because we are so disconnected from things is to 
reconnect, you have to pull yourself out to be a part of and look at the whole. Mm. For like respect and understanding of like the bigger picture. And that it really is alive. The earth really is alive. Is there anything that the earth wants to communicate with humans at this time? Yeah, that people need to understand of like how alive it is. Like it's like us, but a different species, but like big like a whale, but obviously bigger, but you know what I mean? like. It's like it would be a species of its own. Yeah. And it breathes and it moves and it has consciousness of its own outside of us. But we don't see that. So we don't communicate with Earth as a whole. It would be like it wants us to communicate to it as if you're communicating to an animal. Like when you see an animal, it's a different species, right? But when you come really in commune with a different species and you start to know it, like me with my dog, after I've learned her, we communicate telepathically with each other and I know her and she tells me things in her needs and her wants and I see her as part of me but as separate because she's a separate species. So Earth needs to have us communicate to it like it's an animal per se because it as a separate species has needs and needs us to know who it is. So like when my dog came on my path, she opened my heart in a way for me to understand deeper about the communing with other species mm -hmm. and their intelligence and their, um, their consciousness so that I went back into the world and started to commune with other species differently. Like I wasn't able to really kill bugs anymore. Like everything I try to like save in a mm -hmm. sense or make have a full life. So Earth wants us to look at it and find that connection to see it as a species that we are meant to communicate with and commune with properly and nurture Earth as a whole. Be in relationship with Earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. But not even in the way that we even think it's even bigger than just going to sit under a tree. We have to understand the vastness and the intricate 
intricateness of all of the parts of Earth. Being that in the middle of that ocean, that's the breath, that's the breathing, that's like the lungs going in and out is the deep rolling movement of the ocean. Do we all share this same breath that the earth takes? Is that what connects us, you think? I'm not getting that. I'm not, no, I don't know. Yeah. Because her breath isn't air, mm. it's water. Her breath is movement. Not the actual oxygen. So how we would be the same is to, is the actual physicality of the lungs going up and down, is the wave in our body. Mm, that makes sense. Thank you for clarifying. Mm -hmm. So it's the wave and the physicality of the body. Is that a way that we can tune in to that sort of flow? Um, yeah, because right when you said that, and I took a deep breath and felt my body, I could tune in by tuning into the wave of my body, taking the breaths, the way mm -hmm. my stomach goes up and down. Mm -hmm and how it felt in that ocean, that's how you connect in her, in the understanding of her and how her body breathes. Also, oh, she's female, a female sort of presence. Yeah, it was a male whale talking to me, but she was female. Hmm. What it's almost like her communicator, the whale, is male, but she's female, but she has a male communicator. Hmm. What else does the whale need to communicate? Well, it was just that she doesn't actually speak. It's the... It's the animals that speak for her, like the whale communicator. Hmm. He's like her liaison. Do anim other animals kind of function as liaisons to the earth? Mm -hmm. That's because they're in commune with her in her different parts and different areas in what she needs to like be properly tended they all bring different things to keep her tended in all her different areas oh, that's beautiful well, you certainly have that relationship with your dog mm-hmm are there any changes within this water now that you're communicating with it? Do you sense anything? Or? 
Um, yeah, the changes are that I don't have a fear towards that water anymore, that type of water. Is it still look that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm back in it, and because, oh, I forgot to tell you, like, while I was explaining all that, she was taking me all around the earth. Oh. I was seeing different stuff. Well, while was she was explaining all that, I was like flying over mountains and seeing different animals doing all the things, whatever they do, all over. So we went to the desert, we went to the forest, we went to the Africa, um, like whatever that's called there. And she was just quickly snapshotting super quickly of all what the, all the different animals do for her. By in the way their hooves are on the earth or the way they burrow, mm -hmm. it's all to help her keep functioning. And the, the fish and whales and stuff in the ocean help her breathe and keep that movement going in that, the breath of her like internalness moving. Mm. What is her her health kind of? Do you get a sense of what the health of Earth and water is currently? Or it's like labored. Mm -hmm. It's um, not totally bad, but not thriving. It's like she has to work a little extra harder. Everyone has to work harder than they normally would have to. There's like stress. Mm. Where do you think the this biggest stress of that comes from, stems from? The um, disconnection. Mm. That the consciousness of all the people that live here, that the consciousness doesn't have the understanding of this, that it if they understood it, they would be doing things to work with her instead of against her or just as if she doesn't exist. Now, sometimes humans just get distracted into building things mm -hmm. <laughs> and living and mm -hmm. not really connecting. Mm-hmm. So she, she and the animals have to work harder. It's almost like the breath of the ocean has to like breathe deeper, you know? Mm -hmm. Is she going through big changes or is she always kind of flowing and changing? She's always flowing and changing. She's always been flowing and changing because that's just the nature of a living organism. Mm -hmm. She doesn't stay the same. She's never stayed the same. And are humans meant to flow and change as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says that if they um, stopped and listened and connected, 
the the flowing and changing would be understood and wouldn't be dramatic. Learning learning these shifts and feeling them and connecting wouldn't be so jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are ways that everyday people can sort of connect? I know she mentioned to get above the consciousness and the earth and then see it from that point of view. Is there anything else? To sit in meditation and ask to connect with her consciousness. To ask to connect with her. It can be really simple. Simply asking. Yeah, if everyone, like, every day, like, spent time and, like, started their day or ended the day and sat at, like, you know, the way people, like, if they talk to God or their higher self or whatever, like, took even, she just asked for five minutes. Yeah. And asked her, like, how she's doing and connected with her and if she needed anything or just to even witness her there. She just wants to even be acknowledged as a living organism species. Everybody loves to feel acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice reminder. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now? Um, just thinking about that... I'm not really anywhere. Yeah. I'm just like in a gray space. Mm-hmm. Um, that I need to, for my personal self, sit in five minutes and ask myself daily of my organism as a whole yeah. of what I need as a whole, or even just an, an acknowledgement of my existence. So like us asking Earth how she's doing, us asking our own Earth inside of our bodies how they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's a beautiful reminder. I might do the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's just shown to me in such a different way of tuning into yourself. You know, like the, like it's shown to me in such a different aspect of seeing Earth from this perspective of seeing my own self as my own earth from a different perspective like with a respect and a like broader understanding of perception I guess is the way I can describe it well it's certainly humbling being in the middle of the ocean by yourself you Mm -hmm. know it's a perfect way to be respectful and humble and yeah. listen, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. So you're sort of now in a gray space? Mm-hmm. Are you still in sort of communication with Earth? If I want to be, yeah. Yeah. Like the whale's still hanging out on the right. If I want to talk to him, he's there. He kind of just told me he's kind of like my guide right now. Okay. Like, I feel him really strongly on the right side of my face staring at me. Okay. Like, just really being like I'm here as one of your guides through this process. 
is he a being that you can call upon in the in the future or is it just now the relationship is presenting itself he I can call him in, in the yeah. future that's nice and does he have a name or He just said I don't, even before you asked that. He's yeah. like, she's going to ask you if I have a name. And <laughs> it's not an earth name, but you can just call me Alfred. Alfred. Perfect. Is it Alfred or Alfred? With an E or an A? It doesn't matter, does it? A. a. Al. Okay. Thank you. Um, gosh. Since water is, when I was talking with you, Sarah, earlier today, you mentioned um, being in the cabin mm -hmm. and finding access to like a portal within water. Can Alfred or the earth tell you anything about what that water and what that portal means for you? Well, they were saying like water is your like water's really important to me. It's a conductor. Um what does the cabin portal water? What did you ask me again? Oh, if they, um, since it's connected with water, the cabin in the water was sort of your portal where you can travel worlds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what that relationship means for you or what they can tell you anymore about that. I, they're just like it's just that yeah okay. it just is like because I have like water is a really big part of me and my consciousness that it's a sacred portal there hmm. and that I was specifically brought to that point that I'm the only one that uses that portal. It's a specific portal just for me. And that those are sacred waters for me to to travel to do other work other places interesting today she mentioned um, that she was definitely composed of earth energy and fire energy but mm -hmm. now it seems like water is also being incorporated into her her practice or her consciousness
yeah, it's it's the conduction of water. She's not water. It's the the power of what water can do. They're like the secrets of water. So some really big stuff's like shifting right now. Okay. Walk me through it. They're showing me, they're starting to really explain and tell me what the secret of water is of explain it it's like it's a conductor but it's a it's like bigger it's like bigger than a conductor it's like the ultimate transporter mm. between worlds is through the energies of water water is very 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 important and the understanding of water we have no real understanding of this water and how to really use it. That my, in dream time, using it as a portal is the knowledge that's in me that knows how to use the water, but in dream time. That there's really ancient, hidden, ways to properly use water is there anything they can share some ancient ways ancient technology it's tapping again like into a consciousness of it like everything's about tapping into the consciousnesses of it of things it's not anything we can do with like our hands so an inner expression versus an outer physical mm hmm, hmm. I guess that makes sense with the undulating of the breath and being in that flow state. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can share? They just said we're not fully ready to comprehend that yet. Okay. 
so it's hard to I don't even get it with telepathy is it a visual it's just like a like a knowing it's like a It's like you go here, you, you go here, you shift and you align like this and then this happens. It's oh, like steps. Yeah. So this is like a process. Yeah. So it's like if you want to use water as a portal, you have to like, it's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you go here, you shift, you shift consciousness. You change your consciousness into into the water, and then it like shoots you out. Hmm. Like everything that they've shown thus far is about shifting like your conscious awareness into a different conscious perspective. And it seems like this conscious perspective to shift into is much vaster and mm -hmm. bigger. Mm -hmm. But it really is you have to get out of the singular mind and the, like, they just said, like, 3D problems. Yeah. Like the 3D, like, stuck in the stories is there a reason why humans need to be doing this now is there an urgency Ur like urgency no but there's so much available that we could easily have access to mm. that would just make the rest of this other stuff just fall away and wouldn't even be a problem anymore. Like, it's not that nothing in any of this is that anything's gonna, like, be wiped out or blown up or all die. Mm. It's just that there's a whole other, like, world waiting to be accessed that will just bring so much more harmony and ease uh -huh. by, uh, by us just shifting our consciousness, but not even in the third-dimensional ways that, like, even the spiritual teachers have told us. It's an, it's an inner process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like an inner and then finding the alignment and expanding out and bigger. And there's like a connection point that they're showing me right now when you do this process that connects you into like, it's almost like they just gave me the word motherboard. Oh. Is this somewhere in the cosmos? This yeah. 
They showed it to me going through the process of on the portal on the lake in the bay. Uh-huh. Like how to step in, how to shift, and how to then open and expand the consciousness, but also connecting through the frontal lobe into the motherboard. It's not even the third eye. Mm-hmm. It's like an energetic pole, so to speak. Okay. Through the frontal lobe that connects into the motherboard. Then once you connect to that, then it is showing me that it's it all expands out. And this motherboard is not necessarily within the mind. It might be in the mind in the cosmos. Yeah. Wow. But the water and the flow will get you to the motherboard if you connect, if you can connect and shift. Mm -hmm, Because it's a conduit. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything um, or anywhere Alfred wants to show you or bring you to or help you find while you're here today? And your learning and understanding. Um, that was like what he's saying was his big thing going off of what he wanted to really share about that portal in the lake. Yeah. That there's more to it. That I don't need to be there physically. That I can just in my mind go to that portal and then do everything he just explained. Wonderful. And communicating with like animal species. Is there other species once we can connect to this other board that's possible? Yeah, because a mermaid sw- swam by a little bit ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd she look like? Um, green tail, just, you know, typical mermaid. Long hair. Just swam by real quick. Kind of like in space. Yeah. So it's like, does it feel like water and space at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you make out any um, familiar constellations or anything that seems familiar? No, because really just at the top is really just this vast motherboard. What does this motherboard look like? Um, it would be like if you were to look at a computer motherboard, Mm -hmm. but everything's dark, dark, dark blue Mm -hmm. with lighter blue lines that would make up the board lines, like, um, a lot of squares and stuff. Blue, blue is a prominent color. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's not a matrix. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. But it's like, it's a a tangible internet. It's once you plug in, you can then, through the circuits, move to other things. 
it's like an interface. Mm -hmm. It might not be a tangible thing, but it's an interface for us to understand and sort of make sense how it functions in a way. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go then travel through it, you could go find other species or other worlds. Hmm. Like a, it's like a highway, a, a circuit highway. And is this something that you need to explore, you think? Yeah, otherwise I feel like it wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that if I want to take my consciousness further, that I can now start tapping into this with, um, with consciousness, like an understanding. It's not just a, I need to go to sleep and see whenever I might pop up there or wherever I might go, mm -hmm. it's that I can do it more methodically. Mm. And that there's places I needed to now go in my like more waking meditative time mm -hmm. that I can travel and have learnings and teachings and understandings for. But now I know how to connect in my waking time. So it's kind of like, it's like a library. Mm -hmm. that you can go to and maybe ask you want to learn X, Y, and Z and they'll show you. Mm -hmm. And that there's much other knowledge to learn through this. How exciting. Yeah. Is there any particular knowledge that you can share with you that might be a benefit for you at this time? or? Um, it's sacred geometry. I'm supposed to go find that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did that just come up? Right you? before you. I keep answering your questions before you ask them in my yeah. head. <laughs> so yeah, it was like they're like, like telepathic. It's, yeah, it's sacred geometry is going to be like the first exploration. Well, what can they say about uh, sacred geometry? That there needs to be an understanding of a deeper understanding of the patterns. Mm, and is there a particular shape or pattern that would be beneficial to start with to understand? Um, they flashed me. There's somewhere on the earth that there is this. Here we go. Back to the insects. This bug looking like it's not really sacred geometry, but it is in a sense that it's perfectly drawn out like a crop circle, but in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember where it is, but it's of a it's like the shape of a bug, but there's like a circle around it. That was the first image they told me I need to. understand mm. we talked a lot about insects today yeah that was the first one that came up over any of the other ones like Metatron's cube or anything like that it was this like crop circly dirt drawing I don't even know it's huge 
in somewhere. I don't even remember where it is. Do you think that you could draw this shape if I was to hand you a piece of paper? Yeah. Okay, let me try that. I'm gonna just hand you a piece of paper and you can draw. Should I keep my eyes closed? Yeah, whatever you want. You can draw. I can open them? And you'll fall right back down. Okay. And you'll just be like waking up to go to the bathroom and then just falling back asleep. So just it doesn't really look like a butterfly though in my dream or in my thing. something like that and a lot more symmetrical awesome thank you i think it's a little bit more buggy but you get the idea yeah sort of looks like um like an apple mm. like a toroidal field in a way mm. sort of so sacred geometry wow so that's a good shape for her to look into mm -hmm. this particular shape and things will sort of open up mm -hmm. cool <clears throat> how does sacred geometry is is it the language of the universe mm -hmm. yeah because it is in so many things, like the, how perfectly symmetrical it is. Yeah. And many things birth out of that. That's incredible. What a fun exploration for, for you to do. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? That they can say about maybe the what insects mean for you right now, since they're making such a prominent uh, presence in your life now. Or um, I got to respect, kind of like how most humans just kind of don't tune into the earth and pay attention to her as a whole. It's for me to start understanding and paying attention to more the earth with the insects and finding more of an, a respect and an understanding to every single one of its purpose here. Mm. Not every single one because there's a million, but you know what I mean. Like mm. a finding... Um, like go, tapping into their consciousness of their just life here. They certainly activate like a collective, mm -hmm. like a single, like a hive mind. Mm-hmm. 
mm. and understanding them working together and just really just like they're not insignificant How are insects important to the earth? I know there's um, insect-like beings that people see in the cosmos. Mm -hmm. Is this like um, a type of consciousness that is imp very important that we need to understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every single being here everyone's job is specific to help keep it all going mm. and they're telling me that even just in the way a dragonfly flies and moves the air the way that the some beetle might dig into the ground the way that they form and dig and move energies mm -hmm. is they're all part of the process to keep the energies moving it's wow. like all fish in the ocean and all the creatures in the ocean and the seaweeds and stuff all are all part of keeping the energies moving and what they're showing me now is like it's like in our blood vessels and the tiny fibers and things in our body like how that would be like the like there's little like fibery hair things in different parts like that would be like the seaweed and like when the fluid or the blood goes past it it moves and that keeps you know what I mean mm -hmm. like really showing that everything in this earth has a specific place and function even if we don't understand it yet like as if we don't understand parts of the way the body functions or why this cell is there that thing is there mm -hmm. but in the function of us walking around every single little tiny molecule plays a peat part that every single fly bug worm seaweed all plays a part in earth's body wow that's incredible The divine intelligence within every single and every single thing is like nothing is thrown away nothing's junk DNA nothing is for nothing everything is has complete purpose Wow I recently heard that um, astronauts while they were in a different gravity discovered some junk DNA getting activated and had absolute purpose. Mm -hmm. It just had to be recognized mm -hmm. outside of a different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Nothing is by mistake. Mm -hmm. Nothing is like junk and not everything is so intricately designed and how can humans sort of dance within this design in a more harmonious way in everything that we do so that all our actions 
are providing some sort of life-affirming thing for everything is by one observing how it all works and we should have been taught that in schools more than other things is in paying attention to how it works this is where sitting in nature is important to sit and watch how the ants work with the other ants how then another bug comes in and works within that how then a little critter animal comes in and works with that and by literally you could sit in the forest and observe one small little plot in front of you and watch how it all works together and in the observation then you can start working in flow and harmonious in your space. Oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. And we can take what we learned and, and mimic that in mm-hmm. our own behavior. And then having the spatial awareness and understanding. If humans were left to be able to express and be their divine like self in the sense of what they I don't want to say what they came here to do, but everyone has a strong interest and feeling of purpose that if we weren't distracted into having to do these fake purposes, Mm -hmm. that we could go and move and land into like the ecosystem where that purpose would be best like performed. Mm to work with the whole of that space, being a city, a community, a um, street that you live on, you know? Mm -hmm. But people feel purposeless because they're put into situations and constructs that don't allow them, and this is kind of piggybacking, I guess, off of what we were talking about earlier today, of they don't have the space and the allowance to 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 find what that even that small thing is and be put on the earth in the spot that that would best flourish even if it's a small purpose yeah that there's borders there's these jobs or something there's these things that take people away from being able to tap into and and not surrender but relax into that where they're supposed to really come in and be a part of the whole because the insect and animal kingdom don't have these rules and guidelines so they just show up to where they're meant to show up and just do what they're meant to do. Yeah, we humans in the Western world certainly have an independentness that, that kind of separates us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Ha, have humans be, been connected to the earth in such a harmonious way before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Why? Why? Why were we separated? What? What happened to over time? Um, consciousness, a over. Consciousness expanding in a way that the mind then started overthinking. Mm. It's almost like they're showing me we got in our own way and it A ego and conscious not consciousness got bigger than itself. Mm. It got like in a sense, it's like ego and consciousness. It, it's like it's like they said it got cocky. Oh, it needs it needs to be humble. <laughs> yeah, and learn open itself up and know it's not as big as it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And because consciousness in man grew so rapidly, it got in, in some ways it's like it's a good and bad thing because then it became in disharmonious with everything else because it knew itself, it started to know itself differently. So it's learning, but there's also something to to shift from that learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What, from their point of view, do they have anything to say about sort of the COVID um, thing and everybody sort of had a chance to sort of be quiet and connect? Um, and even animals started coming out and a lot of shifts were made do they have any um, thing to share about why that happened or what this what this is about or to it's to show the cockiness to of and the to remind to kind of try to bring back the remembrance mm-hmm. of how were like the the real conscious connection to the whole yeah it was to debilitate it's like when people get sicknesses because they're not paying attention mm-hmm. like they'll get cancer or something to take them down and put them in bed yeah it was like the humanity collective you need to go lay in bed and have a time out and you are too sick to not covid being the sickness the not that it's the you're too sick as a humanity yeah that you need to go and we're taking you down yeah yeah to remember why you're here it certainly helped a lot of people Mm mm-hmm and it was a sort of blessing in disguise for many people. So it's mm-hmm. 
it's wonderful even though at the same time sometimes there's good and bad without anything but you know it certainly was that function for sure mm -hmm. and if people could unhook from the 3d reality of it most of the problems that people felt from it is just clinging through the to the 3d reality of it mm -hmm. like the material reality yeah and many people went on to a more of a digital reality mm-hmm which that is not it's good and bad as well it connected more like-minded people that want to serve mm -hmm. but it also pulled other people deeper into their disconnection yeah from your point of view how can people um, be act with more discernment when they are uh, exploring a digital realm to going back to taking time out and it's really not even about the cliche go sit in nature it literally is taking time out of all of it it can be wherever mm -hmm. and connecting to the the, the like the consciousness of mother then connecting to the consciousness of self and then if you want to connecting into that motherboard the other mother the real motherboard not the fake digital board that's put here that's yeah. fake board yeah um and doing those things is will create a balance but if they stay too much in the digital it stays too unbalanced for them yeah it's inside to to go out mm -hmm. to the authentic mm -hmm. motherboard today um you were mentioning uh the void your void experience as a uh, two-year-old and how uh, the void has since sort of changed um, through uh, mushrooms mm -hmm. is there anything that your guides that you have there with you can tell you about the void and the nature of the void for you and does it act similarly to water mm-hmm and it also isn't void. Okay. There's consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not an empty space. So sort of like the water you were in earlier, teeming with life, it, it's, it's teeming with all kinds of information. Mm-hmm. Tons of information. It's like they're showing me now the void is like water molecules that all of them have like like codes and informations in the water in the molecule of it but that molecule would be air okay so when I was young it looked like a void of nothing but now it's a void of information mm. that what 
they're telling me is like anything in this life is like if you take your consciousness and tune really fine-tune it into anything you want if it's into the air or to the water or to an animal or to an insect or to a tree everything will have really vast amounts of like information wow and that when we can understand that we're not even going to want technology or need it because it's going to be so fascinating to just tune into really what's like right in front of your face so like the magic of the earth and the elements that are here now on this earth mm -hmm. have so much untapped into like in a sense like stories or movies or information or like portals or like it can take you on a journey oh wow and it has something to to say for sure and teach mm-hmm and no one really knows it because no one knows how to tap into it or spends any time with it but people can do that now mm-hmm with intention mm -hmm. and like anyone can yeah you don't have to be special or learned in any way Interesting. is there any other um, m m entities or consciousness within the earth that is here that we're like not aware of or besides um, plant, animal, mineral, rock. Yeah. Um, they're in the space of, like, not out in space. But they're mm -hmm. in the space. Like so, like... Dimension space. Mm-hmm. So they're here. They can even be, like I said, if you were to take your focus and consciousness and it's almost like within you it's like you're putting yourself through a microscope okay of a, your attention you put your attention into a microscope and you fine-tune it really 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 fine deeper 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 and then you focus with your attention microscope on a molecule that little molecule is would be it could be equivalent to like an alien being mm -hmm. but it's a teeny tiny molecule that's one way you could communicate with other life forms that would be considered like et life forms they're in the space in dimensions but they're also in the space as like teeny tiny particles <clears throat> are these like primordial energies of earth and like everything is it just like a, they're natural inhabitants it's they're they're literally everything oh they're everything they're 
earth but not earth mm-hmm. like is the cosmos filled with this these sorts of molecules mm-hmm. wow it's really that big small microscopic everything is alive even if we can't with our eyes see it Mm -hmm. that there are so many different things like even matter that would seem to us as just a dense nothing it's Mm -hmm. just a piece of matter Mm -hmm. is also a life form everything is a life form otherwise it wouldn't exist mm-hmm. but where humans get confused is because it doesn't breathe or talk or think the same that it's not so our egos get in, this in, in the way from trying to understand something different from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, speaking of all the molecules in this um, worlds within our body, um, if the guides could look at your body today, mm-hmm and let you know what's going on with um, your ovulation and any indigestion or any uh, disharmony going within the body. Is there anything they can help with or do like a body scan on you today Mm -hmm. while you're here? It's The only, the reason for the disharmony is not paying attention. And really, when the body says it wants this, give it this. When the body doesn't want that, don't give it that. When the body, like not honoring in each, not each moment, but in each moment, what is the body asking for to have it function properly? So like, maybe one day the body doesn't want something and to not do that to the body or put it in the body just because it's routine or it's whatever Mm. like listening to helping the functionality of the body by tuning into I guess in that five minutes again or however long asking what does it need what how does it need to function properly every day oh, so building a relationship with your body mm-hmm and then everything will balance out because it's being and not every day is the same mm-hmm. so there's cycles of change constant change and flow mm-hmm and it needs this one day to do that and then it needs that that day to do that you know what I mean yeah and it's not like one size fits all every day like thing Mm-hmm. for it to properly work. They're just showing me now it's like the weather. 
how one day it's windy, one day it's raining, one day it's sunny. Like not every single day is the same. Mm -hmm. And not every single day does like here, well, we get a lot of sun, but like different times of the year, different weathers show up to help this part of Earth's body function properly. Mm -hmm. So we need to apply that to our bodies. And what's going on in Sarah's body? She's not listening to it. And what is it trying to tell her? To when it's saying, like, drink this, eat this, don't drink that, don't eat that today. It doesn't even mean every day that she's not doing that so it can't function properly. Mm. Is there something that uh, she was curious about coffee? Mm-hmm. How is that? Does that play into any of this or is coffee yeah, okay? Yeah, it plays into it as not that it doesn't, there doesn't need to be no coffee, that putting coffee in the body on the days when the body's just saying it doesn't want it. And listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some days the body wants it. So it's not bad. It's just out of harmony. Yeah. And it's more in like a unconscious. It's an unconscious because it's a it's in the program of it thinks it's neat or that's just what like we do as a society. Like even people say like, oh, you need to eat. You need to eat this many meals a day. That's not true. Yeah. Every day today you might not need to eat at all the body doesn't want food it needs time to like move everything and then the next day it needs to eat and then this day it wants to eat a lot and then this day it doesn't want to eat a lot and then this day it wants this type of food then this day it needs only vegetables then this day it needs only fruit and then this day it wants everything this day it needs meat this day it doesn't want meat and tuning in and not doing like the status quo and honoring what it's asking for that makes sense it's building a relationship <laughs> with yeah. your body yeah um, now are we talking with Sarah's higher self or her guides or or we're still talking with Alfred or Alfred left yeah um, it's my higher self. Okay. Do we need to invite uh, Sarah's higher self in? Or is she already she here? there. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for letting us ask questions. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. Um, from your perspective, is there anything in her body, if we were to, if sh she needs a body scan or anything appropriate for her body to sort of realign it today? I know she mentioned um, hormonal imbalance or anything like that that we can look into for her? Um, once she starts listening mm -hmm. and gets into the flow of that, then she can reassess if she needs to do something else. But we want her to see what doing that does first. Yeah. As kind of like an experiment. That's good. Learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, so there's nothing in her body that needs to be addressed today, right now. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, talking with her today, um, and even hearing her connection with guides and everything, uh, she talked about being Finnish. And that culture has a big shamanic culture. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything um, about a grandfather from this perspective uh, that she needs to know or learn or understand or why this is kind of coming into her orbit now? Um, it's because it's keeping keeping tradition alive, keeping knowledge within the bloodlines passed down and alive so that knowledge doesn't get lost. And that's important for her. Mm-hmm. And for her bloodline. And do bloodlines, um, do they inform through time and space? If, say, for instance, the bloodline doesn't continue necessarily on Earth with another child or anything, how do these bloodlines inform, you know, through generations past and present? The knowledge that they have to share is for the people. It's in the bloodline now, but if it doesn't necessarily stay in the bloodline, it'll be picked up and brought to others. And then eventually it'll even actually come back into a bloodline. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. It can travel. Mm hmm. It's not linear. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the motherboard. Mm hmm. Way to go, that's interesting. Oh, what just was shown is that if somebody reincarnates from that bloodline later, Mm -hmm. then that information can be reactivated. Oh, so it's continually um, informing other lives. It's Mm -hmm. like a a well to pull from. Mm -hmm. That's why our blood, like our actual blood, mm-hmm. is really important as well. There's a lot of information in the blood. It's fascinating. What else can you say about this? How uh, lineages and traditions inform blood and, and how they travel through all kinds of incarnations. Because... What I'm getting is that when the blood goes back into the earth, it the the information is stored there. So the information in the earth can be reintroduced into the body. It's all really complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because if the bloodline stops and the information in that bloodline, but the blood goes into the earth, so it technically doesn't stop. Yeah. You just got to 
tune in, I suppose. Right. And the information, that's why the earth is like a holder of like so much information. But once again, nobody's paying attention. Yeah. There are some people that pay attention, but most people don't pay attention. But the earth itself in the soil is like a wealth of knowledge. Because there's so much information that's constantly being spread and shared all around. Wow. And how does this knowledge, does it get affected by toxicity or chemicals mm -hmm. or poisons? Because it gets wiped out. Yeah. Or distorted. Yeah. Hmm. Is there something that... Um, even tapping in in consciousness is that a way of like healing the information or reinvigorating it you think or I don't know yeah because you can bring it back mm. wake it up I suppose mm -hmm. fascinating uh, Sarah mentioned her grandfather has been a presence for her she mentioned left side she felt him in some um, uh, journey, any inner journeys that she's had. What does her grandfather have anything to share with her today, or any messages? That he passed on before she was born to be a guide, and to guide her, his main purpose of guiding her was to get her to this point to go on a journey to this lost knowledge of their lineage. Very cool. She mentioned in vision, she saw a broken like brick almost. Um, is there anything you can tell her about what that was? And she mentioned that she joined the Kiwi and the Lottie together. Is there anything you can share? The brick is the all unhealed trauma and wounding from the lineage and all the things that like didn't want to be looked at or dealt with mm -hmm. that then went through the line down to her and then breaking that off frees her and the lineage so healing right now then heals the whole thing yeah. And that the bringing the names back is the honor and will also be the key to the journey to finding the knowledge that she's supposed to gain for healing. Wonderful. She has mentioned that she has found uh, friends kind of coming into her life too that are... Um, inspiring her to go on these journeys. So mm -hmm. That's wonderful. They're all purposefully meant to. There's what I'm being shown is up. This is Finland. This is northern Finland. And that there, it's like a treasure is there, but not in the treasure sense. There's information that's up at the top over to the side kind of mm -hmm. 
I don't actually know how Finland's laid out, but somewhere over here in the Finland, northern eastern, not mm -hmm. all the way on the eastern, but kind of middle eastern. Mm -hmm. And there's information that's there that that's where they're gonna go find what they're looking for is over there. Oh, cool. Is there anything um, about the culture that she can start sort of uh, looking into now that will help kind of inform a future journey there or anything? Yes and no. Um, yes to just understand it as a whole, mm -hmm. but no because the information that's going to be found is not out in the open. Oh, I see. Got it. So it's an inner journey, something. And it's there, but you have to know the right people to know the people to get guided to the place. Ah, so that's it. It is literally a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you see a timeline for her to go to Finland, or is it just a process? In the next five years. Okay. Somewhere in the next five years. Is there anything that she needs to be doing practically to uh, prepare for this journey? Or? Mm -mm. Okay. It'll just present itself when it's time. Okay. It's already being like orchestrated. Perfect. Um, speaking of family lineages, uh, she mentioned today that um, even as a child, she sort of felt um, depressed and, and that there was this undercurrent of darkness and she never felt fully happy and there might be something blocking her. Is there anything that you can tell her about that? It's really that she's taken on like both mother and father's everything. Mm. All of their like wounds and traumas and um, unhealed this. It's a lot to take on as mm -hmm. a little kid. Mm -hmm. And why, why did she feel like she needed to absorb this? Is she just sensitive or? She just wants people to be happy and live full lives. Yeah. There's a part of her that sometimes doesn't think that she's meant to have that. She's just meant here to take it for others so that they can have a full life. Well, how can she make her cup full and feel charged enough to give inspiration for other people without denying herself? Mm. She, does, she didn't know. No. She, um, she says that she feels like she's in living in the same loop and sort of unable to move forward. And she feels like she is in the same scenarios, kind of maybe saying, playing the same cycles. Mm -hmm. What can you tell her about that? She needs to spend more time connecting to 
the consciousness to the bigger uh, consciousness and to the motherboard. So sort of like people are wanting technology when they, the whole time they can just connect to the earth mm -hmm. sort of thing. So her being stuck is just her playing into an earth drama like a life drama mm. that she has to cycle through until she understands she doesn't have to play into that drama she hasn't fully understood it yet in uh, in regards to career, uh, she says, especially right now, there's um, nothing seems to land. Uh, she feels kind of blocked in her career. Um, money's been an issue. Uh, she's kind of frozen with the flow and in incomes and jobs. Is there anything from your point of view that you can share with her about um, abundance and money and sort of those mundane things? That people need to worry about it's the negativity surrounding it and the judgments surrounding it and the lack of gratitude for what is being given and understanding that every has a purpose it's the fight in the flow that's constantly in her life creating the disharmony is there a particular aspect in her many um, sort of endeavors that is creating a particular block for her or anything from your point of view that she might not be seeing she could be doing or fostering or nurturing mm -hmm. instead? Um, it's ego and needing to find the gratitude in the small things not that everything needs to be so big and grandiose in the big things. And once she starts cultivating and being happy in the small things, by natural then it will expand out and become bigger. But she just wants everything to be big right away. So then she gets frustrated and cuts the flow of it. So it can be in the process, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was saying earlier that um, money has sort of been, or money um, worry has been sort of ingrained from a child from her mom. Like, can you tell her about that? Mm -hmm. It's also her um, taking on stories that are no longer needed to be taken on and can be let go. 
they're now just replayed stories that are being told over and over and over again. Yeah. Is there any anger inside the body that needs to be um, shifted, or do you see any of this uh, anger that needs to be released today, or anything? Yeah, there's a lot of anger and um, in the heart. Okay. But that all is still coming from holding on so tightly to these stories. Yeah. And not allowing the present to be now. Is what's stopping her from releasing these? The fear of being alone. Yeah. And where does this come from? that she just made it up in her head when she was young that she was just gonna be alone. Oh, so this is a dialogue or a story that she created? Mm-hmm. Why did she create that story? Because she always felt alone. That's the emotional root of it? Mm-hmm. She thought it would be forever? Mm-hmm. Um, her mind, for whatever reason, everything is forever. <laughs> like nothing's short-term everything is like it's never gonna end and it's gonna be forever her mind can't for some reason like see things that are things are just a short time or don't or like just our time and space and things will end everything is always like this is gonna be like this way forever and ever is that why she needed to be floating in the ocean with waves and feeling the breath of change and mm -hmm. like a constant flow mm -hmm. for her? Why Vipassana was good for her to go to is because it's a teaching of everything rises and falls, birth and dies, this pain has an ending, a storm comes and goes, but still her initial reaction will be that it'll be forever. Yeah. Uh, does she still feel like she's gonna be alone in this life on some level? Mm-hmm. And how can she, is there anything that we can do today while she's here in this beautiful receptive state to kind of help her body or emotional body or subtle body along so then she can kind of release? Because those are very strong fears to have, mm -hmm. you know, especially deeply rooted from a childhood there's any creative way we can heal that yeah. um, it's just really allowing herself to soften and allowing people in and but once again is coming back to listening into herself to be able to just things to flow in yeah so building a relationship with her body and listening to her body will then be guiding her into proper spaces and places with proper people instead of forcing it into spaces and places that are not proper mm -hmm. and then being intermingled with not proper aligned people 
Does she find herself in, in places with improper people a lot? In the past, yes. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of her fear of not even wanting to, like, go out much anymore. Yeah. Well, she certainly made a lot of shifts, like not drinking and stuff, so mm -hmm. everything sort of shifts, and maybe new people will eventually make their way in. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to meet uh, spirit guides, and she got to meet um, Alfred today, the mm -hmm. humpback whale, and connect with water and earth. Uh, what can you tell her about these spirits that came in today? That the her connection with the earth spirit is really, really deep and strong and has been. Mm -hmm. um, and the earth spirit's been wanting to really deeply connect with her for a long time and she's tapped into it here and there. Mm -hmm. um, and to go deeper with the water and listening to the spirit of water and the information, there's more information and that Alfred will help take her there. Okay. Is there anything like practically like going to the beach or taking baths, like to that sort of like um, physical one-to-one -one relationship with water, is that would be beneficial for her? Or? Is mm -hmm. it more of like a conscious water? And it is. It's the it's that going even back to that ocean space. Mm -hmm. Oh, in her in her inner world and, and mm -hmm. going accessing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beneficial. It's good. Um, do they have any other messages? I know Alfred mentioned uh, sacred geometry. Is there anything else? The is to just keep exploring because it's it has to build mm -hmm. because you have to learn one thing to then to be even to be able to understand the next. Yeah. So it's gonna be a journey of like just to take the journey. Okay. She was curious how many lifetimes her spirit reincarnated here on Earth. Ten. Ten. Wow. Is there any any information about those lives that you want to share with her today? The, a lot of them happened a long time ago. Um, in ancient times, she was part of the first incarnations here, and then she spent a lot of times other places. Um, and then there's a big chunk of time that she wasn't here on Earth. So that's why Earth is really unfamiliar to her. But she got to be one of the first incarnations here. That's mm -hmm. pretty incredible. So most of the eight past lives were like a long time ago. Mm. And th those are those things that she should explore or they'll come up when they're ready yeah uh, she was curious if she had any off off planet lives mm-hmm and thousands and millions of years yeah mm-hmm any particular uh, information that you can share with her today about that or 
when she goes through the motherboard, she'll connect and be able to see those oh, okay. different uh, races and places that she's spent time at. Oh, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Is there any um, particular race or space that she can look into now, or is it more of a discovery for her to go into the motherboard and find out? She's connected with the Octarians before, so that's a really good starting point. Oh. What can you tell me about the Octarians? They are the holders to the sacred geometry. Um, they're really, like, analytical, like, mathy mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. um, so they, like, really hold a lot of the information in the sacred geometry. Um, and they're with us to help us through this technology, but get to the right technology. Oh, wow. This is like the fake technology. Like, not fake, because that's real, but like, it's not the right technology. And what makes it false, like false technology? Because of people's relationship with it. And it's meant to like suck you in and keep you there instead of enhance what's here. It brings you into a false world instead of helping you navigate in this world. I see. And Earth and the information in Earth is a worthwhile, noble pursuit for people to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. Anything else you want to share about the Octarians for her to know? Or? They're always with her. How can she make a relationship with them? Just asking. Yeah. In meditation, just calling them in. Will they have a certain look or feel? Mm-hmm. It's blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She mentioned the mother. The motherboard was blue. Mm-hmm. Is that related? Yeah. It's all blue. Blue. What is it about the color blue? Um. It's where she's from. Is blue. It's a nurturing. It's a. It's home. Like a, is it like a blue planet or a blue, blue, I guess, space? It's a blue space. And it's really calming. Blue's always the color of water, too, so maybe that's... A, there's a lot, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. A lot of places she's been to, it's a lot of water. And this sort of nurturing energy is good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she wanted to experience what the spirit side of things are like and what her soul or her spirit looks like from that perspective. Was there anything in her journeys through time and space today that can inform those questions for her or you want to show her anything that she might look like
the the image she has in her brain of her on this planet mm -hmm. is the wrong image and There's a It's blue. She's blue. It's blue. It's like a dark it's like a purplish dark blue. It's just like there's this orb of blue. Perfect. All right. Anything else you want to tell her about the blue and what what that might else need for her? It's just, it's the, it's a connecting color for her. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask this question for her. Uh, Maylee, her, her dog, um, mm -hmm. what can you tell her about this relationship and how Maylee came into her life and, and, and their sort of journey together. Maylee came to keep her here. She want to leave? Mm-hmm. Maylee's her anchor point to staying um, while she works through these really hard times mm -hmm. for her. Um, and They both have helped raise each other's vibrations. Oh, what a nice friend to have. Because mm -hmm. Bailey came from, they don't know her story. So Sarah gave Bailey to learn trust and comp like that somebody's not going to leave. And then Sarah's learned unconditional love and that expansion in the heart that was talked about earlier mm -hmm. and to have something to stay for oh how beautiful will they have other lifetimes together or Amelia? Mm -hmm. yeah that's great this also isn't their first life together they're like part of each other's souls Aww. what a nice friendship mm-hmm um, out of all the lives and all the places that Sarah could have gone today, what was it about being in the ocean that she really needed to learn and discover? That whole process of how it mm -hmm. unfolded, where she went. To not be so scared of the vastness, for one. And to really be able to understand Earth's body and her body. Mm. And to properly give it the proper attention. And to look at it with the right lens. Well, that's wonderful. Is there any parting messages that you want to give Sarah today before we go? It's all not that big of a deal. It's all not that big of a deal. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so I want the higher self to receive back to where it belongs with much love and much thanks. I know Sarah's really going to appreciate it. And I want all the other entities from all the other lifetimes and memories and spaces we were speaking with to also recede into the past, a time where they belong with much love and much thanks for the information given to us. And remember the things that you were watching are from the past. They belong in the past and we will leave them in the past. We only brought them forward as a curiosity to learn from and in that way, they're very valuable and have importance. But as Sarah listens to her recording and goes over the material and understands it, puts it into place, nothing will bother her mentally or physically. Nothing will bother her mentally or physically. As Sarah goes over her recording, listens to it, goes over the material, nothing will bother her mentally or physically. Would you like to do this again, this sort of work in mm -hmm. this state again? Yeah. Well, in order to make it easier to enter into this beautiful, peaceful state, uh, would you give me a word or two words that I may say to you to help you go directly into a state of uh, beautiful relaxation? Blue sky. Blue sky, okay. So when I say the word blue sky to you, you will immediately go into a beautiful state of relaxation. I will only tell you this with your permission and only your permission. Blue sky, blue sky. And now I want all the consciousness and personality of Sarah to once again return and fully integrate back into her body fully integrate back into her body and I want all the entities to receive back into the place where they belong with much love and much thanks but now Sarah's personality and consciousness is going to come forward fully again integrate back into her body and I want her to move up 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 through time and space back into this present day and time. It's Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. You're in bed, in a bed in Pasadena, and you just had a really interesting experience. And I want you to remember that this is the life that you're focusing on now, and it's the one that's most important, because it's the one you're focused on in the present time. Any information we pull up is valuable, but it won't bother you in any way, mentally or physically. And as you understand that and put it into place, it's very important. And now in a moment, I'm going to count to 10. And on the count of 10, you'll be wide awake, feeling wonderful all over. Thank you for listening. And we will talk with you again soon. Bye.